Hey there, this is David Fitzgerald, the author of Jesus Mything in Action, and you're listening to The Canadian Atheist. Science refutes God, and that's very important because you can't disprove a notion that's basically vague and unfalsifiable. I could not, I, there's no way to disprove the notion that God didn't create all of us 15 seconds ago with the memories of, of the amusing comments we heard before that. There's no way we can disprove that. Okay, and, and it, that's really important to recognize that those kind of unfalsifiable notions are unfalsifiable, as I say. But we can ask, is it rational to expect that that's likely? And tonight I want to emphasize that 500 years of science have demonstrated that God, that vague notion, is not likely. It's irrational to believe in God. Welcome to The Canadian Atheist, a podcast about news, current events, and commentary on all things atheism from a Canadian perspective. Now, if this podcast carries the explicit tag and wears it like a motherfucking badge of honor, so if you get offended, you might want to switch off. The CA records each week live from Apostasy Studios. Why not join in the discussion? Find us on Facebook, email us at thecaa at rogers.com, or follow us on the old Twitter machine at the underscore CA underscore podcast. If we're amused or tweaked by your stuff, we just might even use it on the show. And now, here are Michael and Dean. All right, here we go. Welcome to CA. Today is Wednesday, July 15th, 2020. I am Michael. And I am Shannon. There we go. Mm -hmm. She's back. I am not Dean. No. Sadly, Dean is uh, bogged down with work uh, this week. And so I had to enlist my lovely, beautiful, charming, intelligent wife. I only had to pay her for charming. Everything else I did for free. Nice. Um, my kiss-ass husband needed someone to help him make another episode. There you go. Um, okay, so uh, this is episode number 113. So we're getting up there. Um so a couple things. Hopefully uh, everybody has had a chance. Hi, everybody. Hopefully everybody's had a chance to listen to the couple of mirrored episodes from uh, Modern Day Debate uh, with the uh, discussions that uh, Rib and I have had with uh, John Maddox and Smokey Saint. Um, round three is coming up. Wait for it. Um, Sunday, July 26th at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. So it'll be fun. We have company. I know. It's the only thing I can do. And besides, in the afternoon, they're going to be gone. How do you know they're leaving at noon? I'll kick them out. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So, mm. um, and then of Just course... Just when you think I have the inside scoop, folks, not yeah. a clue. This was, nope. only, this was only set in stone like three hours ago. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so there's that. Um, what else? Oh, Rib um, and his... Uh, podcast. I don't know if they do a podcast. I don't know if you call it a podcast. They have a Discord show that they do, and it's a call-in show that they do from Ireland. Ireland. Um, and uh, they're going to be coming on uh, the podcast. So far, it's looking like August the 2nd, but we have to work that out. They're f- five hours ahead, and Ribs admitted to the fact that he's almost perpetually drunk because he's Irish. Um, I'm kidding. But um, so we'll, we'll work that out. And this is going to be what, uh, what James from Modern Day Debate called Endgame uh, for this series of talks. And this one's going to be, it's, it's not going to be pretty in any way, shape, or form. Um, Smokey, during our last debate, tossed out morality a couple of times. And so during, uh, so after James hit the stop button for the, for the, last, uh, for the last episode, 
where we talked about the Christian God that they couldn't demonstrate. Um, I had said, hey, you, you know, Smokey, you tossed out morality a couple of times. Would you care to, you know, do one on Christian versus secular morality? And oddly enough, they went for it. The one thing, the one thing every Christian should steer away from is the topic of morality because they don't have any. Now, I'm not saying individual Christians can't, can't be moral. I know Christians who are quite moral. I know many religious people from different religious traditions that are moral. But Christianity is objectively immoral and disgusting. And I am going to use nothing. Uh, so Rib is going to take the lead on the secular side. And I will be doing nothing but using Bible references. It's going to be a bloodbath, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a random Wednesday at our house. Michael's spouting out Bible verses to tell someone that they're wrong. Well, mm-hmm. it happens. Just like what, just like on what happened the daily. On, on, on Twitter. Right? I, I know, I when recall. You, you came home and I'm like, I just have to finish handing someone, uh, tearing someone a new ass is what I said. Right? Yes, and, and I you said, said the rip you were is partly way through. And, yeah, yeah, the rip is almost done. Right. So it is done now. So um, how are you doing, babe? So proud. <laughs> so proud. <laughs> How's your, my love? Your Twitter ass ripping skills are beyond reproach. Yep. So you say. They're good. Uh, I can't follow. Um, yeah. Sometimes I think it's low-hanging fruit. Because it's, I'm replying to answers in Genesis. Well, yeah, I mean... And there are no answers in Genesis. Sorry, you were saying? Yeah, but... You were were about to say? I don't even remember. Oh, okay. So we got a metric fuck ton of news uh, to get to and some audio. The audio is super funny, including uh, your friend and mine, Patty Boy, Pat Robertson, who somehow is still breathing. Mm. Um, Oh, we also got a couple of other super interesting ones. One from a pastor in Texas, um, which is, um, you're going to want to punch the microphone when you, when you hear his stuff. Are you talking to me or are you talking to everyone? Everyone. Well, only you can punch. I don't know if they have microphones. Maybe they'll microphones. punch their devices. There's microphones everywhere. Maybe There's they'll punch their devices. in everything. But you're sitting right in front of one. That is true. So you might want to punch it. I'm sitting in front Please of don't. two, in fact. Yes. Because my phone is here and it has a microphone. Are you recording this for posterity? Do you want me to? No, not really. No, you got that. No, you got you, this. because you could, even though you probably won't, download and listen to it later. <laughs> I could, even though I probably won't. I love, I love, I love my, my wife husband. so much. Uh-huh. But she never listens. And I, you know, there's a you part of me. You know why? You know why? There's a part of me that gets Tell it. Tell them why. Tell there's them why. There's a part of me that gets it. Tell because them why. Because you get it all the time anyway. Well, that's part yeah. A. What's part B? I don't know. How what? long do you go on for each episode? Well, okay, so the longest I think is just under two, like a, like an hour 58. Yeah. And the shortest is usually with you. Um, <laughs> I have a hard stop tonight. You know that. I know. Okay. We, we good. Mm-hmm. We good. We can, get, we can get through some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. We got, like I said, we got a, a fuck ton of news uh, to get to. And sorry we've been away for so long. Schedule's bad. Summer, bad. COVID. COVID, bad. House repairs. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, we won't talk about that. S- small this time. N- nothing like uh, nothing like um, Genesis six from last year. Um, but still expensive. Yeah, not as expensive as Genesis six either. But at least year. insurance paid for that. Yeah, true. But anyway, had to be done. Still sucks. <clears throat> okay, so let's uh, let's dive right into the news. Um, this one I thought was interesting, kind of right off the uh, right off the bat. 
This one uh, stories from the Patheos blogs. Um, so this, this, so part of this came from an insider, like a church insider who is now not an insider. I think they may have had something to do with the clergy project. For anyone who's not aware, the clergy project is basically um, a clandestine group of people who are still at the pulpit actively preaching, but who no longer believe the bullshit they're slinging. Um, but because of uh, a lot of times, a lot of times it comes right down to monetary reasons. Like this is how they make their living, and they have to figure out other ways to make a living. When before they look at their congregation, and say, you know, this is all bullshit, right? Um, so anyway, uh, there's a term called church rate, which is related directly to business. And rate like R A T E. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And basically what it is, is it's a, uh, it's a, it's a graph showing, or it could be a graph, um, a pie chart, whatever, however they, they choose to, to put it in, uh, put it in place, but basically showing, uh, attendance, active attendance of, of people. That's how they rate churches, but how many people show up? I think so. Mm. Yep. That's not how rate my prof or rate my doctor worked, but okay. Mm -hmm. um, so. He lost his place on the page. No, I'm just thinking of how, how to break into it. Because this, this is good for women, okay? Because it shows. I never trust a man who starts a sentence with this is good for women. Right. I'm sorry, but I just don't. Women are noted as the highest percentage of people currently leaving the church. Church, the royal church. Churches in general. Sure. Okay? Um, and it's not just uh, single women leaving. Now, this is, this is more aimed towards Christianity, but, um, and it's not just single women leaving. So, and these are um, some pretty reputable groups. Well, one reputable group and one I'm not sure about. So there's one Lifeway magazine. Um, I don't know anything about Lifeway, but it's listed as a source here. Another one called Keep the Faith, which I'm not sure how much stock I'm going to put into. But the third one is Barna. And Barna is a, re is a respectable, reputable research firm. And so these are, these are three of the sources used to, to compile these numbers. So there are five categories of women in no particular order that are leaving churches at high rates. Professional working women, okay? Um, black women, which I found the most fascinating because in my experience, one group of people that, again, in my experience, is traditionally pretty religious is black women. Uh, in the time I spent going to a Calvary Baptist in Oshawa, Black women, hands up in the air, damn near holy rolling in the aisles, um, incredibly vocal, very active. So I was surprised by that. Millennials in general, I'm not surprised by that. They don't vote, you're not going to get them to go to church. Um, mothers and wives. So what happens if you're all of those things? What category do you fit in? I don't know. I hate data like this because it never makes sense to me. When you can have overlapping Venn diagram circles and every single one of those can overlap to one central place, yeah. I don't trust your data. Okay. Because you can be all of those things. Every single one of them. If you're a high level, like a high end millennial, high end, higher aged millennial, you can be all of those things. A professional woman, a black woman, a mother, and a wife. I suppose that's true. Anyway, carry on. This is one of the reasons I love my wife so much. Is that, like I've said before, and you've heard me say it 
on the podcast before, and it's a thousand percent true. She's one of the smartest people I know. And, know and I've met fucking Lawrence Krauss. <laughs> I know um, circles and Venn diagrams and, and data. Richard Dawkins. So, yeah, I've met some pretty fucking smart people. And yeah, I still say that. Um, it's happening in, in not only uh, Protestantism, but also in Catholicism. Um, and I thought that that was really interesting. Now, the, the big plus is that people are leaving religion. Yay. Does it spread it out? Like, does it say X percentage of women or like this? I was a year ago, this percentage was there you, and now a year later. If or? you clicked on the source, yeah. it went to the data it, set. It, it went to those, but I didn't do that because I'm lazy. And, and I'm, you have like 12 news stories and five. And I'm clips? more excited about the fact that they're just leaving religion in general. Okay. That's the takeaway. That's the takeaway. Hey, here's an interesting, uh, here's an interesting thing. Um, the FBI recently, um, uh, this is from <laughs> this is from Right Wing Watch. Um, the FBI raids Florida's Bleach Church, Bleach as in Clorox bleach, and arrests those selling the miracle cure. So for months now, um, this story's been been going around about this Florida-based Genesis Two Church of Healing and Health, okay, which sells watered down bleach as a cure all. For everything or just the Rona? One of the things that they suggest is bathing in it. Jesus. Yeah. So what they did was is, is they went in, they busted the whole thing up, right? After, basically, they sent somebody in undercover to, get a, to buy this stuff, whatever it was and whatever it came in. And it was uh, what they found was, and I nicknamed the bleach search, but what this thing, what this was is sodium chloride a chemical which is used in, uh, as a textile bleaching agent and disinfectant. So what they were trying to say is, well, it's also a, you know, a, a disinfectant. Well, yeah. I, I, I... Right. So the group's leader, Mark Grenon, uh, has admitted um, that because they're a church, basically he spilled the beans. They said, the reason they were able to do that is because they're a church, they were able to forego any type of government oversight. In the U.S., and I'm not sure how it is in Canada, so much of our news, everybody comes from the U.S. because, well, we're only 10% of that population. They have way more people, which means way more Christians, which means way more Christians doing dumb shit like this. And so it's easier, you know, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Um, so when they raided uh, the church headquarters, they they... Seized twenty. They seized a total of twenty-two gallons in individual containers marked "Miracle Mineral Solution," eighty-three hundred pounds of sodium chloride, and fifty gallons of muriatic acid. All of which will need to be destroyed because of a court order. Crazy. Um, this originally popped up because. Um, Basically, somebody got sick. Shocker. Yeah. Went to the actual doctor. It's like, yo, I bathed in bleach. Yeah. Why ain't I healed? Yeah. And, when, and why does my skin look this way? Oh I would judge my skin. Exactly. Okay. So these guys are in big trouble because they're, they're violating federal food, drug, and cos... The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act. I did not know that those things were linked. I figured food and drug, sure. But I didn't know that the cosmetic act 
would be linked in with those? Does it like have to do with like animal testing and shit, you think? No, it's probably the different ingredients, like some of the things they have to use to keep lipsticks in their shape or to get color so there's dyes and all that stuff, right? Okay. <coughs> Sorry, that's my guess. But that comes from uh, absolute nowhere. Right. Uh, Grenon uh, and his sons, uh, who can't be named because they're minors, uh, were also the charged... Bleach <laughs> <laughs> the Bleach Brothers. Yeah, the Bleach Brothers, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mr. Mrs. Bleach's kids, um, charged with conspiracy to defraud, conspiracy to violate the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, and criminal contempt. That'll do. Yeah. Um, it doesn't say how, how long they could be uh, in, imprisoned for. I wonder when they took them in for questioning how long it took them to come clean. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. It was just there, just, begging me. It was just right out in the open. It was just begging me to go for it. I had to go for it. That's right. Um, Bleach, okay. please. Yeah, nice. <laughs> She's here all week. Yeah, exactly. Don't forget to tip your waitress. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, you can't go to a restaurant. <laughs> not or maybe yet. you can where you are, and that's why you have more Rona than we do. Yeah, maybe. Anyway. It's entirely possible. That's depressing. Um... Hey, so here's uh, here's an interesting uh, thing. So we had, when we got married, we essentially had a just an officiant, right? Okay. A humanist celebrant, right. I believe, was her official title. Which is now what they are finally going to legalize in England and Wales. It is currently not legal in England and Wales. What? Yep. You have so, to get married... By a religious person? Yes. So you can have the or, ceremony, well, but it don't count. Like, or a justice... They have to have, like, a justice of the peace type thing. Like, yeah. you have to be able to get married in a courthouse. I can't imagine that not being yeah. a thing. So, uh, last week, um, basically, uh, humanist weddings officiated by non-pastors, yet carrying all the appropriate legal weight, um, uh, are not able to legally allow, uh, legally allowed to marry people. And that's been that way since 2005. This is a new law. Um, In Ireland, humanist weddings became legal in 2012, but after a lawsuit... um, By whom? uh, It doesn't say here. But after a lawsuit, that was repealed. And so now it's not legal. Um, Was the church suing for lost wages or something? Yeah, I guess so. That's silly. So that... And then that lawsuit was overturned in 2018. So now, currently in Ireland, it is once again legal for a humanist wedding. But England and Wales um, are still uh, not. So according to uh, Humanists UK, their lawyers are going to argue that the current law discriminates against them because their humanist beliefs uh, are therefore incompatible with the human rights legislation, um, which precludes such discrimination. It all just seems silly. There have been 6,000 couples that have been denied legal legal recognitions for their humanist weddings. They have either had to go to the state register uh, for an unwanted second ceremony or not be legally married. Wow. That's dumb. So this is going to court, which is a good thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I remember when we... What was her name again? Kathleen? Kathy? No. No, I don't remember. Jennifer? No. No. I don't remember. Anyway, 
the woman that did ours was amazing. Like she was great. And I remember sitting down with her. Not memorable enough to remember her first name, but you know. But I met, well, it was 14 years ago. Um, But I remember sitting down with her and saying, you know, basically, you know, don't bring God into this. And she's like, no problem. And she sent, yeah, I remember you, you was like a couple hours later, she sent you an email. The templates and we could just pick out what we wanted. And it was, it was awesome. And it was great. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what we, I would have done if that option hadn't, hadn't been an option. Well, yeah, I mean, imagine if you're not religious and if the only place you can get married is either in a church or in front of some state registrar, which is about as, you know, romantic, not dissing anyone who goes about it that way. You do what makes sense for you, but if that's your only choice or a church, what if the church won't take you? Yeah. I mean, a lot of churches, you have to go through this, that, or the other thing. You have to show that you're baptized or whatever. Well, and my, my sister, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of years ago, when she and her now ex-husband went to go get married, they had to attend the local church for a period of time yeah. before the church would marry them. Sure. And marriage prep courses and some of them and all that stuff. Like, what I the... know that's annoying. What the fuck? Mm. Um... So anyway, I always find it ironic that they were having priests counsel people on relationships and marriage and it just seems, yeah, you know, diddling. Oh no, they don't actually do that. Um, they don't counsel people on it. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but it, I, in a way, one of the biggest things that doesn't surprise me and maybe it does surprise me a little bit that we do have the capacity to do it in Canada is that there isn't a separation of church and state in the UK. The same as there isn't officially in Canada either. Right. Um, so, But I mean, there is in the US, and look how well that's working. Well, exactly. It, so and, it and that's one of the that's, huge... It all seems like a mood argument to me. Well, that's one of the huge ironies, right? As founded as a secular state, it's one of the most religiously bass-ackwards places on the fucking planet. Yep. Um... Okay, so you know how much we all love Donald Trump. So, yeah. So, Trump sent out a tweet at real Donald Trump. uh, And this was sponsored and paid for by the Make America Great Again Committee. Okay. So, one of his packs, I'm assuming. So, the president wants everyone to know um, that he needs people to stand against him on the radical left. Okay. Stand against him? Stand with him Stand against, with him against the, the radical, radical left. left, yeah. <laughs> My own little bias was bleeding through there. Um, so, everybody, you know about the big Jesus in Brazil, right? Yes. Right. So, he is saying that, that um, it's important to him that that statue gets protected. From what? Nothing. Nothing's, hap- nothing's happening to it. There's a lot of corona in Brazil. Yeah, but can it can it get to concrete? I don't know, man. People say it's airborne, so probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like what do they want to protect it from? Uh, it doesn't say. All it says is at the bottom of the tweet, and I invite everybody to go look up this. So it's uh, DonaldJTrump.com, stand with your president. By providing your phone number, you are consenting to receive calls and SMS or MMS messages, including auto-dial Sign up here. Add your name. Add your name and support. We will protect this. Are you sure it's true? 
I find a lot of times people put stuff out there that's like. So the reason the reason I the reason I take this pretty seriously is again this is from the friendly atheist blogs and the guy who originally posted this was a guy named Hemnet Meta, uh, who's mm. who's pretty yeah he's he's pretty on point. There's no check mark beside his name. In the no, so the there tweet. was before I fo- before I printed it. Okay. But I'm running out of toner. Because when we had a bunch of stuff Uh-oh. printed up, stop. Let's not go there. Um, and you know, like eighty trillion pages had to be printed. Yeah, I think that what he's saying is we will protect this. It's not the statue in Brazil. It's the we will protect the Jesus, and the God. He's saying it without saying it. You we will so? protect the Christian way of life. We will protect the Jesus, not the statue in Brazil. That's Christians, my take. The least persecuted group of people. In, in the country. Unless you ask them. Well, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there actually was a study I saw recently about um, episodes of, like, religious-based violence and aggression and things like that, and the differential, like, the Judaism is at the top of the list, factor 5,000, compared to anyone else. Like, it's, a, it's one of those charts that I've, you rarely see where the first bar is all the way along to the right and everybody else underneath is kind of little things stacked up. It kind of shocked me. Anyway. Yeah, and what, you know what's interesting is that, um, is that uh, Jews also in the U.S. have historically a very successful political lobby, even mm-hmm. though Jews only make up something like three percent of the u.s population i think it's actually less than that but really? yeah it's remember we had this discussion yeah, once yeah, before because yeah. you didn't think that there was only like 16 percent of the united states population were black people 12 or 13 yeah. so yeah it's it, it's they and yet jews have a, have a rem- remarkably successful uh political lobby so let's talk about something a little uh less uh distressing i'm kidding um so, Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. They, Christians love Calvary. Okay. Calvary Baptist, Calvary Temple. Mm-hmm. Pastor Ron Arbach has admitted he's to blame. He oh. reopened the church, and now 50 members have tested positive for COVID-19. So, yes, he is to blame. Yes. How kind of him to just take yeah. credit. Basically, what he said was, is Jesus will protect us. Um, We are persecuted. And we have to be able to exercise our religious liberty. And now, 50 people are infected. But what what it doesn't talk about is they, they weren't able to get basically research on how many other people may have been infected. So other family members, did they get together and have... So they didn't do contact tracing or anything like that? Not that the article says. Hmm. So 50 people minimum. But we're talking about Texas, right? Who has had multiple thousands of of new confirmed cases every day for the past number of days. They needed 43 pages, full newspaper pages for their obituary section. They had to bind it. It was so thick in the Houston Chronicle. That's fucking depressing. You're welcome. (laughs) Anytime. Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. And this is like not even the beginning of the phase where. Well, it's like Fauci said, right? We're still, you know, we're still knee deep in the first phase. Oh, yeah. Because they never, because the U.S. never got to the point that uh, Canada got to or that um, a few other countries got to. The curve didn't flatten the same way. um, Like New Zealand, right? 
who is now celebrating no like no new cases for many 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 days. Yeah, it's been a while. So, because that that I I should know her name. She's amazing. The um, the prime minister there. Oh, Jacinta. She just basically like nope, fuck it, lock it down. Yep. Shut the sh- shut the fucking border. Shut the fu- everything fucking down. Everybody out. We done. I can't remember if they yeah anyway. And they did a great job. You know who else did a great job? Nancy Goroff. Who uh, this is our, ne- our next news story? A secular Jew from New York who has won the Democratic primary for Congress. So, the, as we approach uh, November, my blood pressure is increasing, and I'm sure most of the people listening to this, if you're in the U.S. and if you're, um, if you're atheist, secular. Um, yours is too. Oh, you know who I haven't said hi to in a while? Chad. Hi, Chad. We know you still listen. We know you can't get enough of us. Mm-hmm. And Ed, if you're listening, go fuck yourself. Um, I don't like Ed anymore. He's a, it's, you haven't he's liked a Ed for a long dick. time. He's a serious dick. Yeah. So speaking of people that I, that I also don't like, I'm having a really... <laughs> who needs a news article? Michael will just sit here and rip on who he doesn't like. I'm having a the really hard time. The list of who he does like would actually be a lot shorter. It would be. So, okay. So we're now going into round three uh, on Modern Day Debate, right? Mm-hmm. And so we've got... So there's Rib and there's me. I have to care because I almost say his name and I don't think he wants his real name out there, so... Rib is, um, religion is bullshit, if, in case anybody isn't sure. He, uh, you can look him up. Uh, he has a Discord server, and he also has a, a YouTube channel as well, uh, I believe. But I think everything on his YouTube channel is mirrored from Discord. I don't do either. I consume a metric fuckton of YouTube. Who's kidding who? But I don't actually do anything on YouTube. The CA has a YouTube channel. Ain't fuck all on it. Uh, but anyway, so check, check Rib out. And uh, you'll see he and his uh, he and his uh, his partner do a bunch of great stuff there. Anyway, so there's Rib and me. I'm getting whiplash. Yeah, you can turn your whole chair. No, I'm getting whiplash from listening to you bounce from subject to subject. Uh, wah, 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 <laughs> it's wah, not wah, from wah, having wah. to look at you; it's from you figuring out where you're going. Right. You're so like a pinball. Me and Rib. Uh huh. And Smoky Saint, and Smoky Rib. Yeah, Smoky Rib, <laughs> and John Maddox. I'm having a John heart- the asshole. Yeah, mm-hmm. Shannon, Shannon's heard me say that a few times. He's a douche. He, he so it's He's a it, condescending what, prick, really. Yeah, and one of the things I'm having trouble with is containing myself because, as you, more than anyone I'm sure knows, I can go off on people. Yep. And I've I've contained myself rather well. Even but it's when, like you, you have to keep going and keep doing that because it's what he wants. He's trying to get a rise out of you. Even though during the last debate, he told, called, told me I was an idiot. Nice. Um, and so for everybody who hasn't had a chance to listen yet, so basically what I said, as we were going back and forth, and because John really clearly doesn't like the Bible because he hasn't talked about it even once in our two talks so far, I'd love to know how he's going to avoid using the Bible when we talk about Christian morality because that's all he fucking has. Anyway, um, one of the things that I had said to, to John and Smokey was, because they thought that they're presenting this evidence, all this evidence, and I said, you're not presenting evidence. And I said, one, I said, every little bit of scientific bullshit 
not bullshit, but scientific stuff that you've said about half a million plus base pairs of, of this uh, chromosomes and all these other proteins and all these other things, all of these things that you're using to argue for Christianity can be used by a Muslim apologist to argue for Allah and can be used for a Hindu apologist to argue for Brahman, Vishnu, and Ganesh. Because that evidence can be used to argue for any, any of them, it cannot be evidence for any one of them specifically because a, because a evidence as a piece of objectively verifiable data has to point to one conclusion over any, or the, any other. It can't point to, well, it could be true for any of them. And this harkens back to the first debate when all they really want to do is try to justify a generic God instead of doing what 1 Peter 3.15 tells them to do, which is give a witness for the faith that lies within them and do so with gentleness and kindness because they don't want to do that. So anyway, when I said that to John, he said that I was an idiot. And even Smokey said that's the craziest thing I've ever, I've ever heard. Later on, when Rib and I were talking, when we were doing a little bit of prep for round three, I said, what did you think when I said that? He's like, yeah, well, it's the absolute truth. And when I went back and looked at some of the, the pieces in the live chat, even people in the live chat were like, yeah, like if, if, if it can be used to, to justify any of them, you can't say, well, then it's, then it's absolutely this one. Because the Muslim is in just as firm ground to say, this is proof of Allah. And if the Christian can say, this is proof of, of Jehovah, how do we determine which one is right and which one's wrong? Hmm. Anything to add? No. I feel like I'm just monologuing. Well, You're just sometimes you do that. You do it to Dean sometimes, too. <clears throat> anyway, you get all wrapped up in your stuff. Okay. Anyway, see, there he goes. Anyway. <laughs> so back to uh, Nancy Goroff. Oh. Okay. So New York held its primaries June 23rd, um, and this was mostly absentee ballots, which weren't counted until much later. Um, but... As of uh, July 8th, um, Stony Brook University scientist Nancy Goroff officially won the primary um, for the state's first congressional district, defeating Perry Gershon, who, who lost the race in 2018. So this is for an empty, uh, an empty seat. Um, but there was a Republican, Representative uh, Lee Zeldin. Uh, oh, p- pardon me. So... Perry Gershon was the old uh, Democrat who didn't run. So Nancy won it for this, and now she's going up against the Republican representative, Lee Zeldin, in November. Okay. Now, the biggest part of me thinks, well, this shouldn't be... I mean, yay, and I mean, congratulations on winning. New York is, is overwhelmingly Democratic, so it should be an easy win. But... The U.S. is so fucked up right now. I, I don't know that anything is a given in any of these races anywhere. What yeah, do you think? I, I agree. So are we just happy for Nancy? Just yeah. like in general? Yeah, generally Because she won like a yep. primary? Yep. Is she like religious or no, secular? No, she's secular. Oh. That's why, that's why we're that's excited. That's why I was trying to find where the ball was. Did you say that already? I did. I did. I might have to listen back to this one <laughs> oh, there you just go. to see. There you go. I did say it. I might I have said missed that. a secular Jew from New York. A secular Jew? From New York. Hmm. That's a thing. I guess, but... I know I know a couple. So one of the former hosts of the Atheist Experience, uh, I won't say his name, but he identifies as a secular Jew. So his, his family is, like, they're all secular. Uh, both of his parents are university professors, um, and he... 
uh, makes video games for a very, very well-known um, software company. And he was raised secular. He's heavily involved in Camp Quest, um, which is a great organization uh, in the U.S. that basically sends kids who can't afford to go to camp to camp to learn about science shit. So would certain people call themselves secular Christians or secular Muslims? I guess you could. So, so basically the way he explained it was is there are some of the celebrations. So they follow the cultural traditions as opposed to exactly. the religious traditions. Yeah. So you're secular. Yeah. With a bent, with a leaning. Yes. Okay, whatever. To each their own. You know it doesn't bother me. You could argue I mean, we're secular. I'm all for calling themselves whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah, because I like Christmas. Exactly, because mm-hmm. we like Christmas. You love, like, a, you you start vibrating when Christmas is coming. You love Christmas. It's the only thing that gets me through winter. Right. Because winter is... Shit. Sucks. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, hey, so a Christian summer camp in Missouri, where we have dear friends... Mm. Uh, was close to, uh, was forced to close because of um, 82 infected uh, people with COVID-19. Campers or staff or mix? Both. Mm. Yep. A- uh, at least 82 campers, counselors, and staff at the um, at a camp in southwestern Missouri have been infected with COVID-19, according to health officials. When Canacuck, I'm not making that up, camps, a prominent network of Christian camps in Missouri opened their five overnight camps May 30th. Parents could feel could rest assured um, that all appropriate procedures were in place. And yet, here we are. Um, That's why we can't have nice things. Yeah. So on June 26th, the families were notified via mass email um, that they had two cases. Two days later, June 28th, they had 42. Two days later after that, they had 82. Sounds about right. Close quarters, shared everything. Yeah. Not a really strong emphasis on hygiene because you're in the woods. Like hand hygiene even. Yeah, exactly. That's why no overnight camps. Yeah. Your roasted marshmallows. (sighs) Missouri. Those Ozarks people. (laughs) Seriously, man. Hey, uh, what do you think Ozark? When when do you think Ozark's gonna come back? Well, it's only coming back. We talked about this. It's coming back for one more season, but it's gonna be a while because nobody's producing anything right now. Yeah. Anybody here who hasn't watched uh, Ozark on is it Netflix? Yep. Yeah, uh, do it. Watch it. It's really good. Um, Shannon and I were were sitting there, and she's like, "Oh, I wanted to watch this. Can we just?" And with me, it's let's Ugh. watch the first episode, right? Because usually nine seconds into the first episode of something, I know right away whether or not I'm gonna like it or not. Um, such has been the case with many things. So like, okay, so there's been, what are some of the things I have liked? Ozark. True Blood. True Blood. There we go. Um, Ozark, True Blood. Yeah, it's not a long list. It's not a long list. What (laughs) else? Uh. Do, 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 do. (laughs) Stop that. (laughs) There was another one that we burned through a whole bunch of seasons. Oh, and then I turned you on to Cobra Kai. Yes. Which is awesome. Anybody who hasn't watched Cobra Kai, it's coming to Netflix. It was on it was on YouTube Originals, which meant you had to have premium to watch it. But now it's coming to Netflix. So if you have Netflix now, I think seasons one and two are available. Don't think about it. Just go watch it. I and if you grew up yet. in the eighties, holy fuck balls. That's pretty it's awesome. fucking amazing. I can't remember where some of the other ones. It's gonna bug me now. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Not a lot, as Not you can a lot. tell. Yeah. Hey, let's get to audio. We're only at forty minutes. Wow. We're rocking this. You are just filling the airwaves. Yeah. 
<laughs> you love me. I do. Oh, um, one thing I, want, I wanted to mention. I love how often he sounds surprised. Like yeah. he's just like, oh, I just remembered this. Or, yeah, I did. Oh. I, well, I looked at my notes and I just remembered this. So this was way too long a video for me to share the audio from, okay? So what I want everybody to do when they're done listening to this. He's bossy too, right? Yep. Not just here, not just with me. Likes to be bossy. Is I want everybody to go to the Patheos blogs and look up uh, Hemet Meta, the friendly atheist. And he has a video, and the video is titled, Can Religion and Science Coexist? What do you think? Uh, can they coexist? Sure. Does that mean they're going to agree on anything? Not necessarily. You can coexist without having to agree with every central tenet of what people think about things. Unless you're Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Which is my... Then you just fight and scrap and... Yeah. Tear assholes. Which is why my answer is an absolute emphatic <laughs> no. Yeah, this is this is the fundamental <clears throat> difference in our approach. We have very similar beliefs, but our approaches to those beliefs could not be more different. Yeah, and I'm I'm getting over to the right side, but it's taking time. I don't know. I'm, I'm on a twenty year plan. <laughs> um, so okay, the reason why it can't is because religion makes claims about science that are totally just fucking wrong. Religion, like the Bible? Yeah, like the Bible, the Quran. Um, okay, fucking Momo didn't take a ride to heaven on a fucking winged horse. You know why? They don't fucking exist. So that didn't happen. We know with 100% certainty that the earth never flooded. It's now, it's now actually been demonstrated by geologists that in the Iraqi floodplain, around that time, they have really good reason to believe there was a local flood. But the other thing we have, which throws a wrench in the whole Bible story, is we have a completely uninterrupted history from China predating the flood, going when the flood was supposed to be happening, and after, when there weren't any people there. Also, we know that since... Just Noah's family survived. So him, his wife, um, daughter, and a couple like uh, a couple daughters and their husbands or some shit like that. Really, really shallow gene pool. Okay, no, a little deeper than just Adam and Eve, which we also know didn't happen. No mitochondrial Eve. None of that. None of this stuff. It's all fucking bullshit. Yeah, but if you take it back to the stem of your question, can religion and I mean, I know you're very fundamentalist, haha, about, you know, the Bible being the base of the Christian religion, which makes sense. But I'm not, I'm, I'm just saying that there is the capacity for the, them to coexist, even if one does in certain areas help to disprove stories in a book central to the other. But it's what, it's what they use. It's the reason, I it's the it. reason why, it's the reason why uh, gay people can't get married in yeah, some places. It's it's all of these other things. It's also why people don't care because they have faith and they don't care that those things couldn't have possibly happened per se or they believe that it did, that their faith is so strong that they're like, yep, sometimes things just are bigger than science or bigger than us and all that stuff. And it doesn't matter what you say or show them. It's the same reason why evangelicals are still so hard on, no pun intended, for Trump. 
Yeah. Nothing you say is going to change their mind. Obviously. Nothing he says is going to change their mind. No. It's and true. So, I mean, if... Anyway. No, no you're, you're right in that respect. Think about that woman we met at the superstore a few weeks back. Oh, my goodness. When I was wearing my I've read the Bible, that's why I'm an atheist yeah. shirt. And she started asking me you know, questions and stuff like I'm that. I'm very interested by your shirt. Yeah, and I'm like, well, what interests you about it? I was like, oh, it? shit, this is going to go one of two ways. <laughs> what interests you about it? <laughs> it and went she's the like, other way. Well, yeah. So what she said was, it's because she's read the Bible that she's a Christian. And that God has revealed herself to her in multiple occasions. And she was born again something, yeah. wasn't she? Like she had an experience and yeah. da, 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 And you, there ain't nothing you're ever going to say or do to change her mind. No, and it was, and that became very clear. Like when I told her, I said, and she, we started talking about stuff. I'm like, well, well, you, you know that evolution is a fact, right? And she's like, well, no. And I was like, what? Yeah. And this is what I mean in terms of coexisting. I mean, obviously, you know, if she is religion and you are science, you can coexist in that grocery store and, and still be in the same place. You can physically coexist. It is possible. It ain't pretty. I was like very awkwardly uncomfortable stuck in between y'all. Yeah. I kept pulling out my phone and fake looking at our grocery <laughs> list to see what else we could possibly need in the yeah. pop aisle. Now transplant that conversation to Afghanistan. Well, I'm dead. Yes, that is true. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's one of that's another reason. And yeah, you could say, well, you know, blah blah blah. But that's one of the reasons why religion and science cannot coexist. Well, is but because they can is they because physically there are, can that example in the grocery store was an example. Yeah. So. They nope. can't, they physically can because nope. that happened unless everyone, anyway. Yeah. So, and one of the other things is, again, when you look at the, when you look at the tenants, I'm dying to see what happens in round three because I have a, a bunch of very pointed questions that I'm going to ask and just sit there and wait for a response while they fucking squirm because they have to be able to reconcile the unbelievable atrocities. Like everybody's familiar with the, with the uh, what's sometimes referred to as the the Anne Frank analogy, right? Um, and you you all have heard this before. Um, you're in 1942 Nazi Germany, uh, but you have a heart and you are kind, and so you are hiding Jews. The SS knocks at your door. What do you do? I have heard Christians say, "You don't lie." I've I, there hasn't been a conversation with me. But I've, I've seen conversations on YouTube where the person said, well, no, I'd have to tell them that the Jews are there because I can't lie. And like, you're a fucking monster. Mm-mm. In that instance, lying is the most moral thing you could possibly do in that instance. So yeah. I'm very curious just to watch. I want to see the squirmy. So anyway, go to... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, boing, 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 boing. So go to uh, Patheos blogs look up Hemet meta and he has this video i don't um the video is quite long and but it's 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 i've watched it it's worth the watch so now let's pop into some um audio now this is this is interesting um hey we all love tucker carlson right um don't worry this isn't very long but um tucker carlson has some pretty um has some pretty interesting thoughts on the return to school. This is a big deal, apparently, in the U.S. Um, I, I'm not sure, because we don't have kids, I'm not sure how big a deal it is right now in Ontario. 
Oh, it's huge. Is it? It's everything everyone's being talked about all the time and all the money it would cost to physically distance students and the combination of bringing them back and how do we get p- parents back to work without school and oh yeah it's, yeah it's everywhere as i've said before i can't tell you how many times our social media news feeds are very 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 different yes they are so here's here's tucker Many schools that do plan to reopen will do so under a series of restrictions that have no basis of any kind in science. It's a kind of... There we go. No, no basis, basis in, in science. science. Now, what doesn't have a base in science? Take a guess. The physical distancing or masking or any of those sort of things? Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Bizarre health theater. Students will be kept six feet apart. Everyone will have to wear a mask. Class size will be limited in some schools... You can hear the tone of his voice. Like, oh, this is so unnecessary. Oh, I can't believe they're going to make people do this. But listen to how he ends up. It's fucking hysterical. There will be scheduled bathroom breaks, et cetera, et cetera. No sports. That's his most concern about. No sports. No sports. That's okay. I can can stand Tucker for that one because I really miss sports. Yeah, but you wouldn't put kids at risk. Wouldn't I? I miss baseball. I'm kidding. Yeah, of Of course course I wouldn't. Of course. Um, okay. Now, apparently, according to uh, Don Lemon, who's one of my favorite CNN anchors, super, super amazing guy. I love the way he, he's very much no, no nonsense. He follows, if, if you don't watch CNN, and some people don't, I mean, I've heard it called lately the Corona News Network and some <sighs> other silly things. But and they, they do tend to get on rants, much like I do. Um, huh. But uh, Don Lemon had something pretty... Keeping in- him honest. Yeah. Don Lemon had something pretty interesting to say. About Jesus. The Trumpers, as you say, right? It's not just the Trump apologists and the Trump supporters. It's very well-meaning liberals as well who are, are feeling these things. And if you're having those feelings then maybe that, that means that you have a conscience about it and that that's actually the right feeling to have and you should be engaged in a discussion. But here's the thing. Jesus Christ, if you believe in, if, you, if that's who you believe in, Jesus Christ, admittedly was not perfect when he was... Oh, there it goes. Um, and this is what apparently some uh, conservative Christians are pretty upset about. Because, of course, they, the reason why... Jesus was able to reckon, so it's very silly, right? So God, if, so if, if, you're, if you're a Christian, then most Christians are kind of the, the triomni, right? So Father, Son, Holy Spirit, um, you know, om, omniscient, uh, omnibenevolent, and uh, om, omnipotent, okay? Um, now, what, what the one thing Jesus is, is the perfect sacrifice, he, God sent him, Jesus, who's really himself, down to earth to die for our sins, to reconcile us to himself. Just say that three times fast and your head will spin around. Um, but according to mainstream Christians, he had to be perfect in order, because God is a just God, he had to be perfect for that sacrifice to be met appropriately. And Don Lemon just said, hey, he wasn't perfect. And did the right lose their minds? Well, of course. One, he's black. Two, he's gay. Yeah. And three, he just said their savior isn't perfect. So 
he's not hitting all, he's hitting all of the wrong marks. Um, now, I've said this a bunch of times. I don't know. Like, so if I read people like Robert Price and um, Richard Carrier, I'm not sure whether Jesus even existed. I read Bart Ehrman. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was. Of course, not the, the son of a deity, because that's dumb. But that he was a historical figure, at least. Um, I don't need him to be made up. They need him to be real. But even if he was a real dude, of course he wasn't perfect because he wasn't the son of the God that's imaginary. So it's like, I, 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 when I first had there, heard this, I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, whatever. You know, because Yeshua ben Joseph, which was what his, his name is recorded uh, in other history books, like uh, written by Tacitus and Josephus and stuff like that, um, mind you, decades after the supposed events, but still, um, was was a, apparently a person in history, or at least recorded that way. But because he was just a dude, sure he fucked up. Sure he did. Flipping tables and temples and all sorts of stuff. Exactly. Forcing the money changers, pissing people off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to bother um, but playing the rest of that. But one of the things that was interesting was that it was a split screen, and there was Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo, who's pretty... He's not overtly Jesus-y, but you can tell he is a believing Christian. And he was nodding his head. And then when he said not perfect, Chris stopped nodding his head. Hmm. And so it was, it was interesting. But of course the right's losing their fucking minds because a black gay dude. Um, on CNN. On CNN. Who, you know, of course, that's probably the reason to, to burn down all their buildings and stuff like that. And Don Lemon needs to be put to death anyway because he's a homosexual. Um, just ask Christians, they'll tell you. Or maybe they won't tell you because they're so ashamed of that, but they'll still secretly want it. Um, it yeah, so they're, they're, of course, losing their fucking minds. But I thought that that was very interesting. Hmm. Um, what else we got here? Oh, here we go. Uh, we've only got, well, I think we've only got two left. Um, we got, uh, no, we got three left. So something that the, um, the U.S. is in real trouble. The US. Pick a card, any card. Like, what are we talking about? Oh, no, no. The U.S. is in real trouble. And Pat Robertson can tell us why. Oh. Yeah. He's, got, he's got the answers. Uh, Crypt Keeper, go. What's going to happen in our country if we let that continue? It, 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 it'll be such a confused mess. And before long, a righteous God will do to us what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. We don't want that to happen. We don't want to happen. You know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Have happened? What happened to those old civilizations that have gone down the tube? This is the greatest nation on the face of the earth, but we can't do it if we violate God's law continuously. So, I'll give you three guesses what he was talking about about what we can't do. I won't care. It's infringing on people's religious liberty. Ah. Uh. Right? Right. If you keep on telling people they can't be Christian, right, Persecute, you know, persecuting Christians, God's going to fucking destroy America. Okay. Just leave right. us alone. Yeah. Just wipe out America right out of the middle. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, Obvi, but... Yeah. 
our next little piece of audio is uh, from... He's so creepy. He's barely even alive anymore. He's, he's, he can barely even understand what he's saying. What I think about when I, when I see him is I think about um, Robin Williams uh, 30 years ago when he was doing jokes about Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, you know, like, what are you, a Muppet? Um, he says, you know, that, you know, f- you know, uh, Jim Henson's behind the curtain controlling him. Cause you see this guy is like, he's, st- he's hunching over a lot more now. Mm-hmm. He's not wearing a tie anymore. Now he's wearing just like a, like a jacket and turtlenecks. Um, and now he's wearing glasses on the air, which he hasn't, I watch, I hadn't seen him do before. He's gotta be about 318. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he's, he's yeah. Old. Approaching Methuselah. Well, how old was Methuselah? Not 318. No. A lot older. Do you remember? No. Do you? Yeah. Of course you do. Yeah. Oh, sweet Jesus. Everybody look that up. Look, go look up uh, that uh, in the Bible, and we'll have, a, we'll have the answer to that question next time. No, you say it right now. No. If you think you know. No. No. <laughs> if you think you know, we're why gonna, wouldn't you say it? Because we're going we're gonna to play I'm it my way. I'm calling you out. That's fine. That's okay. Step up, bro. My, my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, but I'm not telling you. That's right. You have to go and find it out for yourself. Exactly. You write it down on a piece of paper then. Hey, um, so Christian radio host, Call Frank Sontag. I know that name. Why do I know that name? I don't know. Anyway, go on. He's, uh, he has some problems with a bunch of stuff. Um, <laughs> but... I, I, I found, so more close along the lines of the, the Tucker Carlson rant and stuff like that, he's got some interesting things to say about the, the quarantine. Do. Now, do I think masks um, are, are important? Okay. I, I th- here, you can, we can take calls. 888-528-2557. I think it should be a personal choice. But you may harm somebody else. Really? Explain that one to me. How many times do you have to explain it to you? You <laughs> stunned turnip. You can say cunt. No, I don't want to. Um, I don't even begin to understand why people are so... Now she's getting worked up. But I don't understand why people won't just wear a fucking mask. If, you know what, though? They went about it all wrong. If they would have just lied to the American public and the Canadian public, any public, pick a public, any public, it's not specific to any one area, and said... Masks protect you. I bet you mask wearing would be so much higher up, but that just shows you how little people actually care for anyone but themselves when they get persnickety that, you know, Walmart has now made it official as of today that across the U.S., and I don't know if it's Canada, but the U.S. for sure, you now have to wear a mask. Right. So that's a Walmart policy. That's, and Costco did it, like, way at the beginning, right? In the U.S. first, before May yeah. 4th or something, before they even did it here. And it's policy. And people are losing their minds. I don't mm-hmm. understand. Yes, it's not the most comfortable thing, but you know what? Sometimes neither are seatbelts. Don't tread on me. Yeah, well. This is the thing. This is the thing. I just, like, babies. Babies, all of them. Yeah. I, Whiny bitch babies. And this whole, like, hugs over masks, which is this most ridiculous group up here in Toronto, and surrounding area that are trying to say that, you know, they're protesting against masks. They actually made up fake medical exemption cards that people could order. It looks like a little credit card, and it says that I have a health condition that means I don't have to wear a mask. And they could show that 
to anyone who like anytime they went into a place, they could kind of flash it and be like, this is my get out of jail free card. And it looks like it has, you know, the, it has the Canadian flag on it. It has like the little, I forget what it's actually called. The little thing that looks like a snake with the wings for the medical symbol. Oh yeah. With right. The, yeah. You know what I'm okay, talking about, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> snake yeah. and wings. I don't know. I'm bad at Pictionary too, but, um, it has all of that stuff on it. So it looks very official. And then you look on the back and there's all the logos of these dumbass groups all protesting. But so now the federal government had to spend time, money and energy coming out and saying, don't use these and don't accept these if you see them. But the the amount of time and energy that goes into and money that goes into the plastic, like looks like a little, like your health card. Wow. It's the same size, all the same thing. Yeah, for those of you in the U.S., everyone in Ontario has a card by the Ontario Hospital Insurance Plan that has your photo and your whether or not you're an organ donor and your ID. And that's all you need when you go to access any form of health care anywhere in Ontario. When, that's what I say when I mean a health card. Yeah. Uh, and you don't pay for it, except in your taxes, but that's a whole other different story. Right. So, so now the federal government has had to go to all of these lengths to say, these are bogus, don't use them. But again, if this organization had just spent any of that time, money, or energy in actually, I don't know, getting masks, like, this is the same woman who went to the hospital and videotaped the hospital staff saying she couldn't come in for her quote-unquote broken finger without a mask because she was looking to provoke a reaction and get it to go viral on Twitter because she wanted to basically shame them and say, look at me, it's my right, I don't have to wear a mask. And they're like, bitch, please, out. You don't want to wear a mask? That's fine. You, we will not treat you. And it yeah. totally backfired on her. It was spectacular. Yeah. Do you... Oh, so this is interesting. And it's funny because I, I wonder... I, I'm in agreement with you. If you're going to go into a, a place like a hospital, then you know, it's like if you do have a health condition... If you did have a health condition, you couldn't be in a better place for them to address that health condition should the problem... Uh, should the the problem happen, right? A respiratory disorder, something like that. If you say, I'm wearing a mask and I'm not having trouble breathing, you're at a fucking hospital. Mm-hmm. Best place to take care of you. Um, I am, I'm in agreement with you that in a situation like that where you have the capacity to throw grenades in every direction and have them blow up in massive ways and infect tons of fucking people for a broken finger, I'm sorry, you know, it's like, you know, it's like no glove, no love. Mm. Um, you don't wear a mask, you don't come in. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with that. I do wonder, though, from a doctor's perspective, like with the Hippocratic Oath, how I wonder how they're feeling about it. Like, is it because it's you know, okay? First, do no harm. But is it? Are they actually doing the least amount of harm by denying service? Ironically, people are. I mean, first off, in this case in particular, it is rumored and so unsubstantiated that she didn't have a broken finger at all, that she was making it up to get the attention, to get the video. Okay, so that's one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And had she been able, I'm sure, to offer any reasonable explanation of why she couldn't wear a mask, that may have been a very different conversation. I don't think that happened. Um, The hardest part for all of this, for me in all of this, is... The people that have to enforce the mask bylaws are the, the, the retail staff, the, the staff who are working in the stores, Yeah, yeah. right? They're the ones who have to say, you know, you can't come in within a, without a mask. And then you have some jerk face spouting off in front of you with no mask, like, like yelling at you, ex- like exploding Rona everywhere. And I, I mean, so basically the rules around here are you can refuse entry, but you can't refuse service. 
So okay. what you're supposed to do, and again, that viral video with the the gentleman at the TNT supermarket who yeah, just yeah, yeah, went yeah, off, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the woman who owned the store, who's the manager, said, we'll if you don't want to ma- wear a mask, then you stay outside the store and we'll have someone do your shopping for you. Like you, we will not refuse you service, yeah. but we will be, we are allowed to refuse you entry. Right. And so in my mind, if Brilliant. you have a legit Brilliant. medical concern that makes it challenging for you to wear a mask, of which there are a few, but not many, tangent case in point i don't remember his name and that's terrible but um a runner who did competed in the marathon in the olympics and had a very like high intolerance or allergy to pollens so wore a face mask like a respirator like a full n95 that filtered the pollens and stuff so he wouldn't breathe it in right for a fucking marathon in a hot country so he could run 42 kilometers or 26 miles with a mask on, but y'all can't see fit to put a scarf over your big ass nose to go into Walmart and buy your beer. Yeah. Like I just, it's, it's ridiculous. I feel for parents of kids who have, um, cause it's like right here, the rules are like under two, right? Uh, anyone over two should be masked. Mm-hmm. So if you have a kid with autism, that kid doesn't want to be masked. So maybe, that's why you have where possible, you know, someone else to stay home with your kid while someone else does the shopping. Yeah. Maybe that's not always possible. There are single moms. So there are all sorts of issues, but there are ways around it. There are ways that stores probably now more than even before want to go above and beyond to help you. If there are reasons why you can't come in the store because you or your child can't be masked, get what you need. And it's just, we're never going to get out of this. If people don't do the tiny little things they need to do to actually make this happen, and it really is a tiny little thing. And if, again, without a medical condition, if you feel otherwise, it is my personal opinion that you are a whiny bitch baby that has a really shitty view on what it takes to be a global citizen. So there. I'm going to drink my Gatorade now. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, okay, so, so now let's go, let's go back to Frank. Only the line of logic by which we now just as a matter of factly believe things is true because we're told it's the truth. Says the person who thinks there's a fucking man in the sky. (laughs) Fuck you. Or even social distancing. Or washing your hands 50 times a day. I don't want to ever meet this person. Because I may have to question whether or not his hands are clean. But 50 times a day. Like, no one is saying to wash your hands 50 times a day. Like, I mean, that's pure hyperbole. Unless you are actively a involved in a COVID probably, ward. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. But a lot of the times, people in those spaces are donning and doffing their PPE as they go into each patient interaction. And that will include gloves for each interaction. Which means you don't need to wash your hands afterwards. Yeah. So you don't need to wash your hands 50 times a day. I, I could be wrong, and there could be circumstances where that is possible, and I would I, I do not stand on you maybe hospitals. Still, I can't I because of the level of PPE that exists, and this is even pre-COVID. And you're interacting with someone, and you're touching any kind of space on their body. Typically, you would be gloved. Yeah, send us an email to c8rogers.com and let us know whether we're right about that whole uh, washing hands thing. Yeah, if you're a healthcare worker and you you know that you've washed your hands more than 50 times a day. Like I said, I, it's totally possible. I just don't know how 
frequent that would be. Yeah. He's not done. Of course not. And again, I, I, I point this all back to the immune system. Our immune system thrives in environments by which aren't pristinely clean. We might as well just tell our immune system we don't need you anymore if we're going to try to live 24-7 in some sterile environment or really quarantining healthy people. God help me, please. Yeah, God help you when you get I don't want to go sick. off on a rant. Yeah. I don't want to be... I, I don't want to be a vehicle by which it, it creates more fear. Quite the contrary. I think sometimes we need to be shaken out of a nightmare to say, wake up. Masks, social distancing. You can't sing at church. You've got to be kidding me. You you can't even sing at church wearing a mask. Oh my God, my liberties. <laughs> at least now you can be at church. But you know what else you can be? Dead. Yeah. And then they won't be able to sing at your funeral in your church. Oh, that's quite a Sophie's Choice you're putting up there. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we got, we got, we're now at an hour and nine minutes. I know, and I have, I have, it's, it's We're doing seven, quite well. I know, it's almost eight o'clock. I have, we have one. Okay. We have one left. Okay. This one's really important. Mm-hmm. No, this one's really important. Uh-oh. Okay. I don't know um, whether to take you seriously right now or yeah. not. Pastor Robert Henderson, mm. okay, he's going to talk about, um, well, let's just, let's just let him say it for himself. And then uh, we can react to it. I'm just going to watch your eye roll. (laughs) Listen, so many people need to be healed. And listen, we do have a tremendous, a tremendous history. I mean, I I don't know why I keep thinking about this. There was, I remember going to the hospital years ago because God told me to. There was a young man that was in the hospital who had broken his pelvic bone in a car accident. God told me to go. I did not know that they were going to fly him from Waco. They were going to fly him from here to Houston to put screws to pull the pelvic bone back together because it wasn't going to go back together by itself. So that sounds rather painful. That sounds like medicine. Yeah. But like that's a different kind of screwing that I want to do with my pelvic area. Yeah. uh, He had to go there. Womp womp. Mm. I went into the room, laid my hands on him. He began to vibrate. He was in traction. He began to... Where were you touching him? Yeah, they frown on that. Yeah. Especially if he's in traction. Especially if how young a man was he? I don't know. But if he was in traction, could he consent? (laughs) To vibrate. And it quite honestly concerned me because I thought, oh God, let this be you. Because he began to vibrate and shake. And when it was done, God had literally put his pelvic bone back together. That's what we, we later found out. The doctor came in later and said to the mom, okay, we're ready to fly him. The mom said, no, we want another, we want, because of what happened, we want another x-ray. She argued with the doctor. The doctor got mad, but he finally said, I'll give you an x-ray since you're paying for it. Whenever they x-rayed it, to his amazement, God had put the pelvic bone back together. See, these are very common things that happen. I want to encourage you. If you need a miracle on any level, do not miss this service. Okay, so if that had happened, it would have been written up in every medical journal. Worldwide news. Worldwide news. Yep. 
Sorry. Yeah. Bullshit. I call yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. The first time, and, and it's funny because there's, there's memes that circulate around, you know, it's like, um, uh, you know, it's like the reason, you know, one of the reasons why we can say this is, you know, say this is bullshit is because, you know, it's like you don't see faith healers in hospitals, right? You know, if, if this guy, oh, sorry, it's time to take my calcium. If, if this guy was able to do what he said he could do, he should be living in that hospital. And doing nothing but healing, touching all the everybody. Time. Yep, and going to other hospitals and touching everybody. He should be sweet Caroline in his way through the United States. Yeah, and beyond, right? Mm-hmm. Like he should be healing everyone. Sure. Every time, every, every every time he's not asleep, he should be putting his hands on people. Sounds dirty. That's how you get the Rona. <laughs> yeah, but no, come on. So yeah, I wanted to end on a light, uh, bullshitty type note. Jesus. Um, but the, 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 the sad part, and just not to put too much of a damper on it, is that there are people that fuck. Okay. So there are two types of, uh, of people, in my opinion, this stuff. Okay. Either he is delusional. Okay. Cause he, okay. Three types of people. Cause we know he's delusional. <laughs> um, do we think he believes this? Or do we think he knows he's lying? I think it's somewhere in between. I'm, I, just based on what he said, I'd be like, you're lying and you fucking know it. You fucking know that that didn't happen. Stop fucking lying. Your Bible says not to lie. Why are you lying? You know you're fucking lying. Because he believes the lie. He believes lots of lies. Mm-hmm. I suppose I have to let you go, don't I? Yep, I got stuff to do. I tell you. Well, that puts us at an hour and 13 minutes, so we're not too far off a normal episode. I managed to drag it out. I love uh-huh. you. I, I, love I, I, I love you so much. So much. Good thing you're far away. I can't pinch you. So, okay, what do we got uh, coming up? Oh, a couple of other things. Um, Steve McRae uh, and Cheshire have a new channel called Agree to Argue, and uh, we're just trying to work out the details. I'm going to be having a conversation. A conversation, I say, not a quote-unquote argument. I'll try to find a way to bridge that gap. Uh, with S.J. Thomason, uh, again, my, my second, third chance to, t- to chat with her. I actually quite like her. She's not, from a, as, as Christians go, she's not that disagreeable. <laughs> um, so no, that's, we, that's high praise coming from yeah, you. We actually, we actually got along uh, pretty well when she was on uh, a month or so ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what else? Um, I put a couple of feelers out there for not, not dirty kind of feelers, but feelers for some other guests, uh, rib and his partner coming on probably August 2nd. Uh, I will be putting a mirror of uh, round three, uh, morality on modern day debate. That'll go up there as well. So there's some good stuff going on. And, um, there's a couple of other guests that um we're working on that we're trying to work out some some details uh on and it's been mostly my fault that it hasn't happened yet because i haven't had the opportunity to really sit down and and iron things out so we're going to work on all that kind of stuff um so yeah hour and 15 it's pretty decent i think that's just enough trouble for us to get into for this week um hopefully uh we'll be able to do this again very soon and hopefully Dean uh, will be uh, around for it 
um, because uh, I'm lost without him. He's uh, <laughs> thanks. He's 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 he's, mm. he's my science advocate. Um, oh. No, I just talk Venn diagrams and data. Yeah, I love you. Uh huh. So, um, but until next time, I have been Michael. And I've been Shannon. And we shall see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been The CA. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please drop by the iTunes store and give us a review and subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they release. Just a reminder, the views expressed on this broadcast are solely those of the hosts and are for entertainment purposes only. Never take advice from two guys expressing an opinion on a podcast. That's just silly. See you back here soon.